and welcome to Actually Best Choice Movies, the podcast where we talk about usually two movies an episode, usually a good movie, and occasionally a piece of crap sneaks through, although we do our best to keep up a really effective, like, crap defense system, like a CDS. Well, good is uh, quantitative. Uh, We usually Mm -hmm. try and bring in what it was brought good to us via word of mouth, via the internet saying it's good, via critical consensii, mm-hmm. via me telling Chris. Yes. It's good. But yeah, crap sneaks in. Uh, my name is Chris Chafin. Uh, I am one of the hosts. And I am the other host. My name is Caleb Shively. So this week on the show, we are trying something a little different. Uh, what Instead of talking about two films, get this, stay with me, it's going to blow your fucking mind. Instead of talking about two films, we're going to talk about one film. But here's the twist. It's actually very appropriate that we have a twist in this episode. We're going to talk about the movie Us, and we're going to, in the first half of the show, uh, not give out any spoilers, which is actually going to be very difficult. I'm excited to see how long we're able to do that, because it's like... There's so many twists in this movie, and they start so early. You're spoiling it now. I know. I I actually was. And um, in the second half, it will be full of spoilers. No holds barred. Spoil As spoiler-filled as possible. We'll warn you. We will. One of us will. I didn't say we wouldn't warn you. I said no holds barred. I I said we warned you before. Well, I'm I'm literally warning them right now, so I don't, you know. This is the pre-warn. This is the pre-warn. This is like... So instead of doing two movies once we're doing one movie twice exactly it's gonna be fucking amazing that's this week on actually best choice movies Uh, but before we get to any of that and i do want to keep this brief this week um caleb like what have you been watching uh i can't keep it brief i've been watching some stuff man well last night i watched uh it's on amazon prime and i haven't watched it since who knows a long ago, but a Canadian bacon, uh, which oh, interesting, uh, which was Michael Moore's uh, feature, uh, fictional. Like he didn't; it's not a documentary. It stars John Candy. Uh, I always forget he directed that movie. I'm a huge John Candy fan. I would say John Candy might be my favorite person who acts. Wait, I'm sorry. Can I interrupt momentarily? No. This movie is called A Canadian Bacon. No, Canadian Bacon. Can I, I thought that was the movie with Bob and Doug McKenzie. Is that that not? was um, uh, what was that called? I love that movie too. It was both MGM. Studios, um, that was called. Oh, I got. I'm look looking it up. up right now. I'm typing it. Uh, that has you. my favorite because MGM has the lion at the beginning roaring, so they have that, and then that pulls to Bob and Doug McKenzie just pointing at the lion and laughing because they're drunk, which is really really funny. It's one of my favorite. Can I pitch openings. a Can I pitch a punch up for that? Um, pitch a punch. It would be that the lion roars and then it goes, a. <laughs> Now Roar! That, that's not better than them poking at a live lion. I feel like maybe you're not like a hundred percent getting it because of how you don't appreciate it. The well, what the lion would do, Caleb, is it would go roar. Eh? So can I watch Canadian Bacon? They had much more Canadian insight and jokes than that. <laughs> I have really bad signal in this part of the house where we record the show, and I'm still looking this up. Uh, I have not Bruce. given up. It's called Strange Brew. I'm 100% Strange sure. Strange Brew. Yes, yeah. you're right. That's the name of that movie. Uh, very good movie. But it's, it's Michael Moore's... Yeah, so it was at he, Cannes in 1995. Before was, he made any of his documentaries. No, 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 1995. So Roger and Me and some other stuff was out. Oh, okay. Uh, so this was him like b- making a weird Doctor Strange love that totally falls apart in the third act because he's not a good story director. Uh, but I appreciated it because it has... Michael Moore is kind of funny, but I don't like him. <laughs> uh, and he's not in it. Well, he has I like would agree with that. A cameo. Yeah. But he's like... Uh, like Bowling for Combine has a good stuff. And he puts a lot of like really smart uh, things in this movie. Uh, I would say uh, In the Loop kind of nailed what he was going for. Also, the plot to this movie is the plot to... Um, both Wag the Dog, how they, uh, a president stages a war to get approval rating, and uh, South Park Bigger and Longer and Uncut, which <laughs> a war between Canada and America, which are both amazing movies. Uh, this is a pretty funny movie. Uh, it has John Candy. It has Alan Alda being very Alan Alda as the president. Great Rip Torn role. Rip Torn amazing actor this is the most amazingly 90s thing i've ever heard described yeah, uh, john, i'm looking at the poster right now and yeah. it's amazing looking uh oh if, was if, this if, like the, i mean this is not the last movie john candy was uh, in, but it, it was, must have been close it was last released it was second to last filmed uh, they mm. rushed that other one um the wild west movie that's so bad yeah, i forget like, what it's so called. so bad yeah 
Wagons East. Yes. Wagons East. Uh, yeah. But it was last released. Uh, he's great in it because he's John Candy. Um, who else is great in it? Yo, oh, if you're a Stephen Wright completist, you have to see this movie. Uh, he steal. He's he's only in it for maybe like two minutes, but good lord, is he the funniest thing? What? Um, he's a Canadian I, Mountie in it. Oh, that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Um, I love in. So I married an axe murderer where he is the pilot. Like, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of stupid, but I also really He's like it. He's uh, great in everything. Hey, listen. How long is it going to take us to get there? Shouldn't take very long. Actually, I have no concept of time. And uh, before I let you go, I do have to uh, do a public service announcement to everyone. Uh I am your martyr now, for I have watched Green Book. Oh my, I cannot believe you did this to yourself. It won Best Picture, and I felt like, okay, I really need to see what just this crap to be is clear, about. Just to be clear, I did not ask Caleb no, to do this, nor I, would I have expected no, him to do I, it. No, I wouldn't expect anyone to do it. I I had to do it for my own, like, uh, I, want, like I, I felt bad hating it without seeing it, like, judging it. Um, and now that, I'm telling you, don't see it, I'll, I'll, I fall on the cross or the sword for you. I'm on the cross. You're on the cross. Getting th- sworn swords thrown at me of my me remembering this movie. It's ridiculously bad. Like, they pontificate that he's racist. Like, all these scenes end in racist jokes at the beginning. Uh-huh. And yeah. then... Sounds like, great. Can I just say, Caleb? Sounds great so far. Like, like I was I... so shocked. Like, he's <laughs> just straight up racist. I'll try and say something good about it. The, the actors commit to it very hard uh, that... The script's bad, so that sucks they commit to it, but they're very good in it. I would say that's a cool that he won an Oscar for. I wish it was not written that way. Vigo eats a pizza by folding it in half, like Liz Lemon shotgunning a pizza. No, like a whole pizza? Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, that was kind of cool, but they cut away from that too soon. That's amazing. Um, also, I would love I would love to have a t-shirt that said Vigo eats a pizza, and Vigo it was a little a picture of him with like a whole half a pizza. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, and then he wait. Can I offer one? Just, wait, can I yeah. can I offer one punch up to that? It P- would punch. be, it would be Vigo eats a pizza. Like it wouldn't be, you know, you would spell eats pizza like like one word. Sure. Yeah. Great. <laughs> okay. Please, please continue. Uh, but he, the Vigo's character Tony Lip, Tony Lip, uh, he's just not as racist as the other racists in the South, and therefore he learns from that. And also, it's a weird highbrow, lowbrow buddy comedy. Um, I was so confused and so, like, it's two hours long, too. Uh, It felt like 12 days. (laughs) Um, Guys, you were right not to watch it. Uh, If you were ever morbidly curious, I would say, like, get crazy high. Like, I I got (laughs) more and more high to keep watching it. Ugh. That sounds, still shaking it, shaking it off. I honestly can't believe you did that. It hey, sounds terrible. Curse of the best picture. You have to, <laughs> you have to uh, have fuel for my fire. Counterpoint: You do, you actually do not have to. Like, <laughs> what's that drill tweet? Yeah. Like, under any circumstances, you do not gotta give it to them. I know. I am learning that. <laughs> <laughs> and Christopher, you watched this week what? Yeah, so this week, uh, my friend Ricky and I uh, went to go see Gummo at Metrograph, which uh, I had actually not been to Metrograph before. I feel like often this show devolves into like New York City movie theater talk, but um, Metrograph is like this super cool theater on the like Lower East Side, Chinatown border. It's technically this neighborhood that's called Two Bridges that I really like, Um, and... The crazy thing about it is, so it's got like a very fancy bar inside of it and a restaurant, and it's basically just like a bunch of really attractive uh, artistic people hang out there all the time. Like not like artistic people who look poor, like artistic people who look like hella rich. And um, they just are like fabulous around this place all the time. And then it's also a movie theater. Um, when we left the movie, I realized I haven't said anything about the movie yet, but um, <laughs> we've all seen Gummo. We're listening to a movie podcast. Yeah, exactly. So, but when we left the theater, there's a guy who's just kind of, he's not a bartender. It's like he's just, he's like he's the maitre d', but it's not a hotel. He's just standing behind like a tiny desk. Like this place is so fancy, this they pay this guy to just stand behind a desk. And I don't know what he was doing. But as we walked by him towards the door, he went, oh, do you guys want some more popcorn? Um, They have some over there. And I figured it was like, oh, it's the end of the night. They're giving it away. 
but they had like already given it away to some other group of like extremely attractive people who were hanging out on the couches because it was like the end of the night. And she had the way they sell popcorn there is in these little plastic tubs like you would get like wonton soup in. And but they're fancy, much, much fancier than that. Um, and she had a giant clear garbage bag that was full of those containers of popcorn. And my friend very bravely went up to them and was just like, Hey, um, can I get one of those? Or he was like, they said you have popcorn over here. And they were just like, Oh yeah, great. Please have some in the very gracious way. Only like extremely rich and attractive people can be gracious. Like they're doing you such a gift by like allowing you into their presence. And they were actually like literally giving us a gift of popcorn. So that was all like a really great time. <laughs> also, Gummo, the funny thing about Gummo is like, okay, so this movie is 20 years old at this point, I think. There's a lot of funny things about Gummo. Oh my God. Well, first of all, it was like extremely hard to watch. Um, I did, it's like Tracy Jordan, hard to watch. Um, it's very, very difficult. It's only gotten worse as I've gotten older because the situations that it brings up are like, give me a panic in like a different kind of way. And also it reminds me of a bunch of negative feelings I had when I was like oh, that oh. age where I was like, you know, cause it's about these, uh, I mean, to the extent that it's about anything, right? So Gummo, it's a movie by Harmony Korine. It stars, uh, Chloe Sevigny and then like a bunch of non-actors and it's set in this town. I guess in the beginning they're like, uh, a tornado destroyed this town and there was nothing left but wreckage. And it's like the people that still live there, I guess. And they're just all, you know, crazy characters. And like Harmony Kareen is in it. And he's like trying to make out with a midget in the movie. And um, it very, very famously has this. It's mostly about this one kid who is like kills cats with his older brother and sells them to a butcher. And then he kind of has a rivalry with another guy who kills cats. But it doesn't really. That makes it sound like it has a plot, which it like doesn't really have. It's just like a bunch of little poetic vignettes. Right. Um but the, it reminds me of feeling, because I went to, you know, I'm from South Florida. I went to college in Tallahassee. And I kind of, somewhere in the back of my mind, I was always like, this is the life that I'm going to lead and I'm not going to be able to escape it. And like, I know deep in my heart, I'm never going to amount to anything. So it was like a nightmare for you. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. kind of cool. How often and, do you get to see like a weird nightmare? Yeah, like my literal nightmare. Um, and so that was like crazy to remember that I used to feel that way. That's awesome. And then... Um, people were walking out of the movie, like at least four people walked wow. out of the movie. It's like, how are you going to come to a revival? They were like, oh, this is, uh, they saw Harmony Corinne, director of Spring Breakers. Yeah, right. And they were like, well, Spring Breakers oh, is this- a good movie. Please don't talk shit about Spring Breakers. Uh, but comparatively to his work, such as that, it is just like, guys, he's uh, not like this. Uh, so I like Spring Breakers, but I really like Gummo. But and like- I really like Julian Donkey Boy. Oh, yeah, me too. But it was just amazing like that someone would come to a revival screening in 2019 of, of Gummo and like not know what they were in for. Yeah, that's or, funny. Or maybe like this is the other thing I thought of. Maybe they love Gummo so much that they had an appointment that night, but they were like... They had to get it in. I got to just get in like 40 minutes of Gummo. I always like to think that like one was like, oh, I'm very into this movie. You can come see it with me. Oh, I don't know. It's from this director. Okay. And they just like know we're breaking up by <laughs> during the middle of this movie, which is a uh, gummo. I would totally believe what that. What is wrong with you that you would bring me to this? Yeah. What is wrong with me that you think I would enjoy this? Oh yeah, there's you told. I, I mean, everyone has those movies that you're they're afraid to show. Like, yeah, I really like this movie. Um, I mean, gonna... you are you openly like so many movies that are so deeply disturbed. Like, oh, yeah, I like... don't want. I was about to ask you that which movies that are for you, but I honestly don't want to know because oh. I feel like they I mean, would be dark. It would be like well dark. Uh, there there is some dark stuff. Uh, I don't know. They're like well regarded, like martyrs. Salo, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Salo's cruel. Yeah. Um, uh, martyrs is pretty cool. Uh, I do like the Human Centipede movies. Oh, well, the first one's kind I of. Can, I cannot watch those. I at thought all. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I do remember that you liked them actually from when they came out, and I remember that was your defense of yeah, them I remember at the time, wanting them to funny. be grosser too. Like I was like, "Come on, man, show it more." You're so, but I would say the so, worst Caleb, you would get so fucked up. <laughs> uh, the one that you would give me shit before, and I, you have given me shit before, is that I do really enjoy "Don't Mess with the Zohan." <laughs> Written by written by Robert Michael, Living God. I mean, that's true. He is uh, a living God. That's true. One of the more uh, airplaney esque movies of a good time because nothing's like airplane anymore. I'm, why why don't people make airplane type movies anymore? Yeah, where's my Hot Shots Part Trois? <laughs> I do, I do own that on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's what I want. That's that shit I want stream streamlined right into my. Uh, I want not another another teen movie. Oh, those those lost me. I did see. I did. See, I I think I saw not another teen movie, and then the other one, another one they did. Now like peace out. I can't do this. This is just bad writing. It's, I mean, I always forget, or actually, I think about it all the time that David Cross was in like several of the scary movies. He was in Scary Movie Two only. Was he? I thought he was in. Uh, well, I guess scary he died. Two in had. That, right? Uh, he plays, he's in a wheelchair, and also Chris Elliott's in it. And has small hands, and it's really weird. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of cool because it's and just Bull like, from Night Court. It's in a little mansion, right? Where yeah. there's like they're doing a paranormal experiment yeah. on them. It's, it's like not bad. I mean, uh, the third scary movie was uh, Zucker. Uh, the Zuckers did, and there's a really movie. yeah. Um, Leslie Nielsen's in it, and at the end, he just comes in and does lines from Airplane. It's great. <laughs> uh, they were like, "Here's some more of that thing you like." Yeah, before I keep. Uh, talking about how much I like Scary Movie 3 and completely ruining our oh podcast God, reputation. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Say all your worst opinions, especially about <laughs> horror movies right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. We could talk about uh, the horror movie that we're here to talk yeah, about. Yeah, so let's talk about this movie we're here to talk about. That is Us. What are you people? It's us. They look exactly like us. They think like us. They know where we are. We need to move and keep moving. They won't stop until they kill us. We kill them. Us is the new movie from Jordan Peele. You know, obviously the, from Key and Peele and the director of Get Out. Um follows a family whose home is invaded by an alter by alternate versions of themselves. It stars uh, Lupita Nyong'o uh, and Winston Duke, and it features some fun cameos from Elizabeth Moss and Tim Heidecker, who they seem to be really enjoying themselves. Um, as in all of Peele's work, the movie, you know, uses genre to uh, look at issues, you know, beyond genre, uh, race and class specifically. And also it's like a very, very obviously having fun. Um, to be honest, there's not much more I can say as a way of summary without like spoiling it. I, I, I'm open to being told I'm wrong about that, but I would kind of just leave it there for a description and then we can maybe talk a little bit more about it. But um, what, what, what were your reactions mm. to this mm. film, Caleb? Mm. Mm. Uh, first reaction is uh, the craft of it. Uh, as we know, Jordan, who won an Oscar, really wanted to make a horror movie in all the interviews he said. Uh, so he really took all the craft that he of his know-how and was like, oh, cool, I know what I'm doing here. Let me uh, flex on you. Uh, and there is, I would say, uh, some information being doled out that is a lot to take in, but he doles it out in such a fashion where it's like the first act is a lot of setup and the third act is a lot of payoff, but I skip that second act, which is just pure fun. Uh, <laughs> that second act is just like, every great uh horror movie uh horror directing is all about like pulling you to uh, the directing of a horror movie is like pulling you somewhere or like making you expect and then like either showing that to you or uh tricking you with it and he does such a good job of like nudging you or like keeping you tense with it the whole time uh just an outstanding uh job from our current most fun director jordan (laughs) peele yeah um but what did you think about, I mean, first of all, one thing you said is that um, the first act is a lot of setup. I would disagree with that. I would say that there it wasn't, wasn't actually nearly as much setup no, no, as you're I right. expected. It's not a ton of setup. Um, Just you more know, of like an introduction. From the beginning of the movie and from the trailers that I had seen, I'll say I expected something a little bit more like Poltergeist maybe, where it's sort of like a portrait of America, current American suburbia. And then we sort of get into a horror situation to kind of comment on on that. And I mean, that kind of was what was happening. But I feel like in a movie, like when you look back at movies like Poltergeist or Jaws, what will stand out to you is that nothing bad really happens for like upwards of like 40 minutes of the movie. That's why I love Jaws so much. Yeah, mostly Jaws is just about like people who live in a beach town and then like the shark comes in like way later. Yeah, he has a lot of stuff with his kids in Jaws. He's like really cute with them. And like maybe that's not a pace and a structure you could sustain (laughs) today, but like I kind of was like really jazzed to see that movie and especially because it was peel and i was like really excited to see what he you know like take on suburbia Mm -hmm. right take on rich people and like that is kind of how people have talked about the film 
But honestly, I you know that comes into more like the uh, metaphors that the film uses. It's it's less like literally showing this current society, um, which I, I I found a little disappointing. Like to to be fair or to be honest, sure you couldn't be disappointed by that. Uh, but yeah, like you said, there's probably some currentness or like and right. the expectations from having a second movie, especially after a social Oscar-winning social commentary screenplay. Uh, but you can in, look for that, but. Again, you could just also, that second act is just pure film. It's just, there's uh, no fat on the bones. It just goes, goes, goes. Yeah, uh, yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, it definitely uh, does. When it does enter the slowdown of the act, enters the third act, you're like, oh boy. And that just like keeps your like, uh, ears open for the things. And that's when it starts paying off. Maybe that's the setup, but I refer to the setup in the first act because then mm-hmm. things start to connect. Uh, and he did a good job of just expand, like the second act is most of the movie. Uh, I would say it's probably. It's not, it's not technically how the act structure is supposed to work. I know I that's why it's yeah. really cool that he did that. Like, uh, it's probably like a it was like a two hourish movie, and maybe that, maybe that like an hour and ten of the whole second act. Can you even is that tr- can you say that in a screenplay? I mean, can is that what that like the second act is like most of the thing? Doesn't it have to be? And can you I mean, do you it that do, way? You could do anything you want. It's writing. Look, no, there are rules, and I follow the rules because I'm a good boy. As okay. I have said many times on this podcast, okay. I'm a good boy. Okay, Donald Kaufman. <laughs> That's an adaptation reference for everyone. <laughs> I laughed, but to be honest, I did not get it. I just wanted it to seem cool. I was I'm very ashamed. Yeah. I was just trying to fit in. I, I'm going to be dropping adaptation references. I mean, that's cool. You I, I support up. that. Cool. I really like Trust to Kill until the third act of New Event. That's not how it's pronounced. But I mean, uh, another thing we could say without spoiling it is just how fun the cast was. You mentioned how yeah, the uh, cast is great. Like uh, so, I mean, yeah, Lupita Nyong'o and uh, Winston Winston Duke, Duke yeah. yeah, play two versions of the same character. Kind of, they you know, they looks the same, mm-hmm. but they're very different. They're very, very, mm-hmm. very different. Uh, when you say like you wish there was more of uh, the like easygoing setup or just like the uh, like the you know just a non scary thing, I would say. Uh, Winston Duke brought a lot of that lame. He, did, he brought yeah. like almost all he, of it. He was yeah. a very good lame dad energy. <laughs> yeah, he had great lame dad uh, I think energy. it might be like a, a, a pantheon of like just dumb dads. Like, oh, he's, he's so such funny. A, such a yeah. dad that movie. He's so funny. Uh, and he just, he was funny in a way where it wasn't like hacky or anything. No. He was just like, he was just behaving in this way that was like, yeah, very dad, very yeah. relatable, very dumb, you know, but also very like lovable. Like you did feel oh, totally, like he was yeah. like your dumb dad, and you were like, "Oh my god!" But you love you love it so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then, like you mentioned, uh, Tim and uh, Elizabeth Moss, Elizabeth yeah. Moss, Elizabeth Moss, uh, two of uh, uh, my just amazing people yeah. who we get to experience. They a, yeah, they play a married couple. Yeah, which is like, um, pretty fun. Elizabeth Moss uh, maybe has the championship belt of just like actors right now. Like I love Handmaidens, her yeah. Handmaidens Tale. Uh, we almost did. The one, the ones I love. Oh, the one that I uh, love to yeah. compare that we were talking about movies. And it's a similar just, movie about yeah. doubles and horror, and yeah. also starred Elizabeth Moss. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Tim. Uh, I mean, we've been cult Tim fans. Since, I mean, especially like, you, Caleb. Caleb yeah, has been Lord. like you've seen them live a bunch of times, right? Yeah, I've seen I've seen Tim and Eric live a bunch of times, and then like uh, I'm a huge fan of Rick Alverson's The Comedy with Tim. Oh yeah. How are you feeling as like a longtime Tim fan about where he's at in his well, career? Are he, you feeling good about this? Well, he gives you uh, both sides. Like he when he talks on like his social media, he always talks like as an artist, which is kind of cool. Uh, and he also puts out a lot of fun records about Donald Trump, which is very cool. We did talk about that. Uh, yeah. He also still does that amazing cinematic universe of the uh, on cinema at the cinema, mm. which is uh, what we strive to be. <laughs> <laughs> but they did their Oscar special, and he uh, did his whole rocker Dakar thing, and mm. he sang Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny when I describe it. But if you know it, it's just like, good lord, that's a dumb idea that he got to do, and. <laughs> He commits to things oh, so well. So hard, yeah. And he's amazing in this movie. Um, So you're feeling good. You're feeling good about where Tim's at. Oh, yeah. He's going to... I mean, he has a very strong cult following. His his audience is always going to yes, support definitely. him. Well, this is, I don't think, a spoiler, but to just talk about the tone of the movie a little bit, I will say Ooh, yeah. I, I was going in and I had seen the trailer. I think I said this before on the show or I've said it to you over drinks, like... You know, I have seen that trailer uh, in the movie theater and had people be like, 
like go say out loud no thanks yeah. <laughs> you know like people are scared of the trailer it looks it's an extremely frightening trailer and i was honestly uh very scared i was you know being charming and witty but i was saying to my wife look i might die of fright during this movie <laughs> i need you to like you know delete my hard drive in case i die um, of fright during i'm this movie. very anti-trailer it's the filmmakers aren't in charge of trailers. It's a marketing department. Uh, and they they did a good job marketing that movie. But I mean, you it's a big part of how you, as a regular person, experience film. I mean, you um, can't just discount it. You I, know? I can. I do. <laughs> and say, uh, uh, I just, and I wait for reviews. I, I If I do watch a trailer, like, for example, I was really stoked to watch Toy Story 4 trailer. See, I did not watch that trailer, as a matter of fact. Uh, well, I just want to see, like, oh, cool. Let's see, uh, see how this looks. Uh, let's see some voiceover actors. Tony Hale, Key and Peele, Jordan Peele's in Toy that's Story true, 4. That's true, yeah. Um, and that's why I watch how it. How often does it happen? But the trailer the, is stupid for Toy Story 4. How often all, does it all happen trailers are stupid. that, like, the director of a really critically acclaimed two movies is also like the voice of a toy in a wow. Pixar movie, you know? Um, Rob Reiner would be probably And like Woody Allen, I guess, had a whole oh, movie. Oh, she was an ants, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, well, so I was very frightened going into this movie. In all honesty, like I've said, I'm a good boy. I don't like to get, uh, you know, to have a bunch of freaky things happen and to get real scared and feel bad. Um, so I was very worried, but I was shocked at how, like, actually, like, not that scary the movie um, was. And yeah. also how kind of, like, goofy it was a lot of times. Sure, sure. Um, I never, like I said, I never really get scared. Um, so I was like, Caleb hoping, has I anhedonia, would, so he can't really feel any I would emotions. Hope, so that, I was yeah. hoping to get scared. Uh, I didn't at all. I had a lot of fun, though. It's very fun. That's what I look for from horror movies because as a person who doesn't get scared, I just want some fun things to happen, <laughs> things I can't imagine. Uh, to quote Built to Spill, <laughs> I want to see movies of my dreams. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that's what we were saying about Gummo, right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so you're saying how uh, Jordan Peele is always saying, like, I wanted to make a horror movie, and I have seen him tweet a bunch of times, like, this is a horror movie. Um, but it's definitely like what you're talking about. Like, it's a horror movie made by someone who is you, which is like someone who thinks horror movies are a lot of fun mm-hmm. and doesn't particularly find them scary. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, not really even hardly putting in any, any work into frightening you because... He doesn't think like those kind of movies are scary. He thinks they're fun. Yeah, you know? uh, he d- does do a lot of uh, quick jump scares. Like there are sure, just like yeah. little like and even in Get Out, which uh, which is go see this in theaters. I would say Get Out is scarier than this movie. I would say they're on par. I had a lot of fun at Get Out too. Yeah, um, but go see this in theater for the sense of like he does just like lead you and just like does a little ba or does a little ooh ooh. <laughs> Um, just a little ba, little, just a little ta ta, just a little cha 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 cha. Uh, <laughs> and he just will like like will show you something, and then like whoa, which is trying not I'm not trying not to spoil for you. Um, but I would say my problem with uh that in general, as uh like I say, I don't get scared. I do respond though to a lot of bodily and uh, crazy fucked up shit of like just gross out. And I really wish Get Out was grosser. Like there's a scene. I'll just spoil Get Out. There's a scene where it's Antler, like from like three years ago. Yeah, yeah. and we've seen it. <laughs> You're listening to a movie podcast. Uh, there's a scene where the deer antler speared him. I was like, "Ooh, we're gonna see something now." Like, no, didn't show it. Which is him. It, he's it, it's not his thing. Not he's his not style, gonna right? not gonna show yeah. super bloody things. It's like somewhere. I mean, this is not yeah. at all true, but it's like somewhere in the back of his mind. It's like. He's still thinking like, oh, Comedy Central would never let me put that on TV. <laughs> it's like nothing is grosser than could have been on Key and Beale, basically. Uh, they did. Uh, I saw it at Alamo and uh, us at Alamo, and they did a, a Key and Peele compilation of the scariest moments on Key and Peele, which yeah, is kind of pretty cute. good. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, Jordan Peele written sketches. Who's an amazing sketch writer, but he uh, didn't direct Key and Peele. It was Pre- Peter Principato, I believe, is his name, mm. uh, who directed Keanu as well. Which is a movie I like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen. I've seen. I haven't actually watched all of Keanu, but I watched like most of it. Yeah. Uh, I got, I saw, you kind of get the joke yeah, after about twenty five minutes of, uh, Ke- yo, of yeah. Keanu. Yeah. You just and then you're living in a joke. It's a stoner movie too. Uh, I I saw it twice in theaters. Uh, got I got even more high the second time just because <laughs> oh, like one of the. I was bored. <laughs> um, I feel like that's long enough. Like, let's move on to the fun part where we get to spoil the movie. Spoil on it. Spoiler alert. Uh, you are sufficiently warned now. Yes. If you don't want to hear any spoilers for this movie, honestly, like turn the fucking show off, you um, fucking piece of look garbage. Look at the timestamp, uh, whatever it says. 30, well, uh, yeah. You're gonna, we're yeah, going to edit, edit it. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at the timestamp. 
pause or write that down and then come back to it. And then that'd be amazing. Why would they come back to it? This is the part they don't want to listen to. No, come back to. to it after you've seen the movie. Oh, you know, go okay, pause okay, it, okay, go right, watch right, the right. movie, and come back. Yeah, That'd be so, amazing if you do. Okay, so here's what you got to do. You got to um, okay, pull up on Google your local movie theaters, <laughs> buy a ticket. Okay, pause it. Okay, now pause it. Now, okay, now you're back from the movie. Wow, how was that? I hope you had a good time. Um, um yeah, us, us. Okay, so Caleb, so much fucking crazy shit happens in this movie. Yeah. It starts, I mean, honestly, it must be minute like 11 that the movie starts going off the rails. We have that whole introduction uh, with a child, which I didn't see coming. Uh, oh, so, yeah, the flashback. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right, I didn't see that coming either. Although I will say, if this is the spoiler part, I fucking called it from the second you saw that thing, the child thing happening in the beginning. I knew that what happens is the. Um, Lapita Nyong'o's character is just a, a, like a, a little girl, and she wanders off into a funhouse and sees another version of herself. Um, and it did, that same thing did cross my mind. You're like, oh, it's a but because they cut they cut before you see her leave. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, if they cut before she leaves, then she didn't leave. You know, mm-hmm. then the fucking double is the one mm-hmm. that comes out. And, and then they go to the title card with the rabbits. And then during the title card, is a lot of time to think. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm yeah, exactly. Now. I was like, it's definitely going to be the double. Yeah. I will say I had parts. Um, during the movie where I thought, oh, no, you're wrong. Like, that's not what happened. But then in the end, that is that is what happened. Uh, something early on reminded me of, I think it was The Rabbits, reminded me of the Treehouse of Horror episode with Barton Hugo Simpson. Oh, where, interesting. Where, uh, I think with Hugo it was fish heads, but uh, just like a weird thing. And then uh, it turns out that Hugo was the actual non-evil one, and Bart was <laughs> right, evil. And right, then Bart right. just says, oh, don't look so surprised. That means the evil twin is, and always has been, Bart. Oh, don't look so shocked. And that just like rung in my head throughout the whole movie. <laughs> and so like, oh You're yeah. You're right, it is just yeah. like an episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, uh, but that, nothing against that. It's a, it's a Simpsons, every, Simpsons did everything. Um, right, as we all learned on South Park, yeah. right, yeah. Two South Park reference. We're killing um, it today. You know what else was interesting? Um, and this we could have talked about not on the spoiler part. But um, exactly like Climax that we talked about on the show, it starts with a TV and VHS tapes next to the TV oh, yeah, Chud. giving you like the references for the movies. Mm-hmm. So for this one, it's Chud uh, and it's uh, the, the Goonies There's and a, bunch. I can't a couple remember. other ones. Yeah. And also it has its starts. It starts with this um, text on the screen, which I thought was so stupid because <laughs> it's like it's like there are thousands of miles of tunnels underneath the United States mines and like fucking hallways and all kind of garbage some tunnels nobody even knows what they're for and then that that like stays on the screen as the rest of it fades out and then the movie posits that they're full of doubles tethered yeah okay shadow people yeah they so i mean to just kind of spoil it at the beginning (laughs) it's like i uh well no let's just go let's go we'll we'll go through it so lapita nyong'o and like uh winston duke their doubles come into the house and their kids doubles. Um, and then it's like, they sort of have this standoff and they don't know what's going on. And yeah, you're confronted with your double. You're just like, this is uh very weird and very strange. And they have red jumpsuits and scissors. Yeah. Right. And then you just are living in this mystery of like, why do these people exist? Why are these people here? And eventually you're like, do they really mean to do these people harm or do they not? And then eventually, you know, they are, they're trying to kill them. And then it's, yeah, there's this like huge fight where they, they're like all trying to kill each other. And the family that, you know, that we're following wins. Uh, Winston Duke has this great thing where he like kills his double with the um, outboard motor of his motorboat. And yeah. like the guy gets sucked down like so quickly. Like there's it would a lot never, of fun ever happen. Stuff in it would that never happen with in him life. and his double. It's uh, so stupid. It's so funny. Like he gets, and he's going like, whoa. He falls off a boat and has a rope attached to him at one point. Oh my God, and he's getting like dragged around the lake. Like it's so yeah, silly. Yeah, he tries. Uh, oh, yeah. that was, And yeah, Winston Duke has a lot of fun things. Like when he kill, uh, I won't, I'm not going to try and jump around. But yeah, there's a lot of unpacking going here. Uh, yeah. We shouldn't go beat by beat. It's going to take so long. It's going uh, to be like a yeah. two hour episode um, of the Do you like, have like a, a full take or like a theme that you like took from it right so the whole movie basically to kind of sum it up it's like 
there's these ver- alternate versions of you that live underground. It was they were made by the government to try to control you. They're tethered to you, quote unquote, which means they have to do the things that you they do, do. The same motions with yeah. you underground, which and, is a very fun scene at and, the end. <laughs> I think that scene is really stupid. With them doing on the roller coaster. With them doing on the roller coaster. So there's a so the idea is they're tethered to you. They do the same movements. And so there's like a bunch of people who are all supposed to be on a roller coaster together and it's cutting between them on the roller coaster and their doubles underground, just shaking their shoulders up and down and going like, Whoa. I like that. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's it's like if you see um like behind-the-scenes footage of Star Trek when they have to act like the ship <laughs> the is getting screen, shot yeah. by things, and they're just, like, rocking back and forth. It's uh, so stupid. I will say that when oh, but she... Wait. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, if I could just finish. So it's go like, ahead. yeah, there's doubles of you. They're tethered to you, and they live underground. I mean, uh, yeah, and, and I will say that when she is explaining this, uh, and it's Lupita Nyong'o to the uh, other Lupita Nyong'o, when she's explaining uh, this process of what this tethered means, uh, it's shot cool, but it's just a bunch of information at once. And it's over the, like over the shoulder shot. She's at a blackboard. Uh, and it just is that basically that one shot. And it's again, like a cool shot, but it like lasts so long. (laughs) And the other thing to say is that like, she's, giving this spiel in this insane voice that she's doing for oh, the double so version cool. of herself. It's basically like, it's like she's going, oh, guys, do you want pizza? Thing I'm saying. Uh, I don't, I forget what she says. But, so, um, so it's like very hard to even like understand mm-hmm. what she's saying kind of. <laughs> but it's also, um, and this is a spoiler section so I can say it, uh, that she was the only tethered who spoke english and i was wondering that the whole time like oh wait that also makes sense why she was and the turn at the end right is that she can do it because she's the the real world version Mm -hmm. the fake version of her carried her down to hell you know so yeah now that we got like that some of the explanation do you have a yeah uh, what that means or what he's trying to say with sure. this. Sure, lots of people have lots of theories there is a ton out there about what does this all mean i mean i will say you know speaking what I'll say is I feel like it probably means everything that people think it means. I think it's just like an evocative image that maybe has kind of a fuzzy definition. I would doubt if there is one thing that Jordan Peele is referencing yeah. with this. I think it's, you know, art is the part of the, the art is that it, you can interpret there it in is, lots I, of ways. And there, I'm sure he made it intentionally vague. Yes, uh, he. I would agree with that. Um, um, but I mean, my theories that I think about what it is, I mean, it's, you know... So the idea they say at one point, like, why do you get to live up here and I have to live down here? Uh, It's like, you know, it's the underclass in America, the class divide here, inequality. It's also, I think, like global inequality. Like it made me think a lot of like, why is there a little girl in a factory somewhere that has to make the things that my little girl plays with? Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like it's thinking like in kind of that doubling way of some people get to live up good life but it's only at the expense of people that have to live a bad life and that kind of is how human society has been organized forever and it's not great you know and it's especially you could say especially bad now right um and then because they're wearing these red jumpsuits the whole time a lot of people try to make this argument that it's about like the justice system it's about how many you know people are incarcerated especially people of color um I think, and I, I think that I can see that based on the jumpsuits, but I think that falls apart a little if you think about the specifics of what's going on in the movie. I, you know, I don't necessarily think someone has to go to jail so that I can have a good life. Like, I, to me, it seems more like it's about inequality or something. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Oh, what did you think? I think it was very vague, but I think the overall big theme that landed for me most was it's about running from your past. Uh, like, especially in- interesting. Like, when, especially when we learn the twist that she uh, is uh, the real. Uh, tethered person uh and that she when she goes back to the boardwalk she went to as a kid she literally is dealing confronting her past right away and she's very uncomfortable in that situation and then the rest of this movie is literally her running from her past <laughs> so uh yeah, true true and then true. there's a, a theme of like you can't uh escape that and you always and you have to confront the, that past to actually overcome it um but again like i said he is a very fun filmmaker in the sense that he just made such a vague thing that everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, I gotta say this, I gotta say this," and that's what the internet is oh been God. the past. Couple I will days. say, like, I definitely felt at some points during the movie, I was t- saying in the other half how I felt like it was kind of goofy, like especially Tim is like fucking <laughs> really goofy. There's uh, the that whole uh, the whole scene where they go to uh, Tim and Liz Moss' house. Well, so this is the interesting thing is like um, the from the trailer you don't know that there are more doubles than just yeah they did the, good. Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Duke's family, right? And in all the posters 
characters and everything, you think that there's just like this one family of doubles. But when they go to Tim and Elizabeth Moss's house, you realize, no, like everyone has a double and their doubles kill them like so fast. It takes like half a second because we've just spent like half an hour watching them like fight with the other doubles, the Lupita Nyong'o and her family. And then Tim and Eric or Tim's family, like they are dead in, in Five seconds. <laughs> yeah, he is a beautiful asshole in this movie. Like, uh, I was so excited to see him in the preview because he had a sleeve tattoo. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's going to be asshole in this. And he more than was. Uh, but I think the funniest part of this movie to me was uh, when Elizabeth Moss gets killed brutally wonderfully. Oh, yeah. Uh, she says uh, they have a home system. She says, Ophelia, call the police. And that goes from good vibrations, which is fucked up. They're playing good vibrations, which yeah, is exactly. great. Uh, to saying, call the police, and then Ophelia plays "fuck the police." <laughs> yeah, it's pretty That's funny. So funny. Yeah, I will say I, you know, I thought that was funny. I was half expecting them to play like Roxanne or something like the police. You know, the <laughs> band, the police. I was glad it was "fuck the police." That was funnier. And that's actually speaking of that. One of the things I've read about the movie is people talking about the, you know, the black family that's the center of the movie. How they have this kind of, um, he he uh, like. Peel doesn't do any work to make them like portray them as if they're on the outside of society. Oh, they're he on vacation them, right now. Yeah. He portrays them as like upper middle class uh, on vacation. They have everything they want. It's, it's like they're supposed to be living this very untroubled, like any family you would see in any movie. He doesn't. Oh yeah. The teenagers to, on her phone. He's not trying to code them as like disadvantaged in any way. He's just coding them as like any rich family, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I, and, but so one of the parts of that is that they have this very untroubled relationship with the police. As soon as shit starts going bad, they're like, call the police right now. And, you know, especially today, you wouldn't be surprised for a movie like this to have some kind of complicated thing going on with the police. Like maybe even the police would come and they wouldn't believe, you know, that this is happening and they wouldn't, you know, you could see there being a whole plot line about that, but no, it's like, they just, they're this rich family and some weird shit starts going on in there. You're just like, call the police right now, <laughs> you know? And they do. And they're like, why don't they, where are the police? Why haven't they come yet? Uh, overall, I'd say, uh, the strength of, uh, in the long run of this movie is that it's Jordan Peele won an Oscar previously. And I would say between get out and this movie, he's both crafted giant universes that have, so much more that if like uh, he just probably wrote so much and probably has this all mapped out and we're never going to have access to it <laughs> uh, like the uh, coagula stuff in Get Out uh, like there's so much there and he just only gave us a little glimpse of that and like in uh, in Us uh, we get the little glimpse at the end of like how far this thing the their hands across America ploy how far the tethered get with her plot mm-hmm. or like how even the family who does escape uh, how they will relate to that in the long run or even just the whole actual tetheredness. How far does that go? There's he only gives us like little glimpses of that. He probably has like so much more he can do, uh, and that's going to be like I think his calling card is just that he creates so much and writes so much and just only will write the movie about a section of that. Yeah. Um, no, that's totally true. Um, we, that reminded me of another thing, um, which is pretty interesting. Is like. So they reveal that the version of Lupita Nyong'o, who we've been following, who has this nice husband and these good kids, um, is the version from the down below, the upside down, hell, whatever. And she has, as a child, stolen her version and locked her up where she came from and then gotten to live this life, this good life. And they reveal it at the end, and it's almost like you're supposed to be maybe a little troubled by it. Like Like it's like, oh, no, she was the evil one the whole time. But I think it actually, it lends an interesting uh, kind of overall metaphor to the movie because you could look at her as the person who has pulled herself out of a terrible life situation, like, you know, a person who's poor or has some other disadvantage. Yeah, her dad and, was like not uh, that there for her. She was kind of drunkish. Yeah, exactly. And then has somehow gotten to have this life. And that is, I mean, this is like what I was talking about with Gummo, right? She says in the beginning of the movie, I've had this feeling my whole life, like there's someone who's trying to get me and like pull me back somewhere. I mean, that's like the kind of feelings you have if you came from a kind of disadvantaged life and then you get to have a a, a like a privileged life is you're like, this isn't really my life and someone is going to, someone knows and they're going to make me stop living it. Hmm. Um, I think that's, and that's like a very, very relatable uh, feeling for yeah. a lot of people, I think. And especially, you know, people yeah. of color maybe. right. And also that totally uh, graze the whole area of like, 
who's villain, who's not. Exactly. Uh, it's right. all about thought process. Like, is she the hero or is she the villain? I yeah. mean, what do you think? That's great. Uh, yeah. Uh, the villain. Do but, you think so? But, but the hero. I think yeah, both. Interesting. interesting. I gave a, a cop out answer. Uh, another thing I think is really funny thinking of this, like, um, how she's sort of the evil version is that that means her kids are half evil. Yeah. Um, and one thing is like, they are very good at killing people. <laughs> her mm. daughter kills people like without thinking when she's fighting, like she, she her weapon. I like how they each, all everyone had yeah, a, like a, a weapon. weapon. Yeah. Uh, and the daughter's was uh, a putter. It's yeah, so funny. It's <laughs> like just cracking people yeah. without without a second thought, just killing them so efficiently. Yeah, that's where I wanted uh, him to just like, oh, show me that. Like, it was part where she just like triple taps it, like boom, boom, boom. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. cut to that, cut to that. He didn't actually cut to it. I was like, and she was like going wild, and Lapita Nyong'o too is like going wild, killing people. Yeah, and that's kind of when you first. That's kind of when you first really in the movie start suspecting she's one of the evil people because mm-hmm. she's like snarling and cracking mm-hmm. her teeth. Oh like yeah, they do. That, and there's also a scene where the um, the one we think is the tethered Plutoniango doesn't kill her. She just rubs a knife, oh or God. no, it was a Elizabeth Moss one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't kill her just because like oh she why didn't she just kill this person that she, we just seen her kill other people. I mean, that's nice little breadcrumb, breadcrumb trails that he left for yeah, us. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I will say, so I was saying this, I kind of was kind of getting to it and I didn't get to it 100%. Um, especially in the Tim parts of the movie, I had moments where I felt like this movie is a goof and the goof is on me for expecting something oh, like uh, super yeah. complicated from it and having there like be a million 100%. Reddit theories. Never have expected. I was uh, like, good this directors, movie is like a joke and the joke is on me. You good, know? <laughs> good directors fuck with their expectations. You uh, probably know what you're going to get somewhat with directors, especially long for like longer ones. Spielberg has been around for uh, 700 years now. Um, <laughs> that is true. Steven Spielberg uh, is 730 you, you, you years old. You expect yeah. things, but also like if they fuck with you a little bit, then like, oh yeah. Like Scorsese has been uh, always been like, oh cool, here's a little bag of tricks that I... I'm pulling out from maybe like a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, Harmony Korean that we were talking yeah. about does that all the time. Oh, like yeah, Michael a... Michael Honka, you yeah. know, does that so much. Yeah, uh, good directors get away with it. Uh, most directors, you could just talk about it and be like, what are you doing, director? <laughs> Wait, so that's what Kermit the Frog would say about it? It's Wait, about I want to hear out. some more movie opinions from Kermit. Can you tell me something what else, What am I trying to do? Kermit here. Kermit the Frog oh, loves... No, see, that's uh, better than mine. Uh, my favorite movie is uh, Salo. <laughs> <laughs> we were from Salo twice. That's a movie where the there's constantly spitting on someone. I actually have not seen it. To be honest with you, I haven't. It's I just fine. know about. It's pretty it. cool. I would watch it. It's not the kind of thing that's no, easy to find I don't think these you'd days. Like it. I'm a good boy. I'm a good boy, <laughs> Caleb. What can I say? You know, I'm a good boy. I like to do good things and see good things happen to good people. I like gross. That's you're a bad boy, man. That's bad boy talk. Yeah. You how, like gross? That's how, bad. Hey, how far did you get in two girls, one cup? No, my God, like. Not even typing in the URL? I did watch it like right up until they start, right when it starts. I was like, okay, this is it. Okay, I, I, I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, that's a lot of visceral shaking. Why did, I'm just like remembering it now. Did you watch like the whole thing? Like, don't they like spit it back and forth in each other's mouths? Yeah. Spoiler for two girls, one cup. I'm glad we got that in there. <laughs> Our us talk devolved into two oh girls, one cup. Oh my God. <laughs> what year was that even? If you had to guess what year that was. Two thousand. And six. It was early, right? Like yeah. it was. Was it before like YouTube even existed? I think it was like right around the t- start of YouTube. Because I mean, it was not on YouTube, yeah. obviously. I think it was around the time of uh, Dane Cook being prominent. <laughs> he probably used uh, that in his <laughs> oh my repertoire. God. He was I actually saw him perform live once. Did you? Did I ever tell you that? No, I thought you actually were Dane Cook, and that. Oh you, my god! You, like that's his life now, Caleb. You. I wish <laughs> I would have so much fucking money if I was Dane Cook. Yeah. Uh, so us, it was like. Do you have any more final uh, thoughts on this film? I would film? say, uh, uh, go see it. It's the if, again. I'm gonna see it twice in theaters. I'm probably gonna see it again soon. Uh, I would say as of it says March. Uh, March is almost over. It's my favorite movie of 2019. <laughs> I feel like it literally you've said that about every single movie that we've watched. Uh, this I said, show. <laughs> well, I said Climax was up there. I would say before us, there's a movie out in theaters right now called Relaxer that I love. Uh, that was my favorite movie of 2019. Mm. But now it's uh, us. Well, there you have it, kids. I liked it. I liked it, but to be honest with you, I wasn't like super crazy about it. I think if I had gone in with different expectations, maybe like if I had gone in 
thinking it was going to be more mm-hmm. fun than like a well than like an actual horror movie. Yeah. You know, it is the it's it, in a way it does suffer from this like the marketing. It's the marketing. The marketing look to real like I to climb on my old man. It did uh, make a, like horse. a 700, uh, 70 million dollars. Seventy million dollars. I had to climb on my like old man horse. Like um, it's kind of suffers from this like millennial disease where instead of making something, you're referencing things. You know, like it definitely has a lot of original stuff to it. Yeah. But it also is like, just make a thing. Like, don't make a winking, like, horror pastiche. It's like, if you're going to make a fucking horror movie, just like make a horror movie, dude. You know, like, he's the one of the best directors working right now. He's a fucking genius. Like, don't use as a crutch that it's like somehow commenting on horror tropes. I just like, do it, dude. Yeah, you know? I think that's his style though uh it's like uh, almost like a remix culture in a sense like but he does it so much that even like the kids wearing a jaws shirt the whole time and yeah, wearing a werewolf cool, mask yeah. uh yeah i think that's uh God, we didn't even talk about the fucking two little boys and one of them's like a oh, yeah. fire kid and there's also a theory that um they uh, uh there's a theory online that the one boy the, the boy switched last summer well cuz there's a thing that the little kid is able to control the other version of him but i guess that would have to mean that he was the prime version because yeah. the, the duplicates have to do what the prime people i do. did read the thread and i was like man my mind hurt <laughs> there's so much logic dude i will it. say like a lot of that shit i a lot of it doesn't like make sense like even if you think about it for like 10 seconds like mm-hmm. like they have to do the same motions as you but they they don't have to actually like travel the distance that you're traveling like mm-hmm. if you take a car ride they just sit down i guess is like yeah, part of it yeah uh, like what if you don't live in America? What if you move out of America? But then if, if they don't have to travel how you travel, but they just um, do whatever motion you're doing, why in the world were all the people on the roller coaster together? They wouldn't be together. They would be wherever they were in the world. They wouldn't have traveled to this amusement park and then stood next to each other. Yeah. There's like, a, there's some holes to poke, but you know, just uh, have fun. <laughs> That's what Jordan Peele wants us to yeah, do, I just know. to have fun. It's uh, true. It's true. It's not true. expect things and have... How does everyone have a good time? So that's us. Uh, I, you know, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I wouldn't say I'm as crazy about it as Caleb, but, um, and let's also say I'm not brave enough to say I didn't like it. I did like it, you know, whatever. Um, it was good. It was good. It was certainly like fun to watch. Yeah. Um, it's a fun movie. It's, uh, not scary. It's not, Sorry, it's uh, not scary I mean, at all. I didn't think it was scary. At yeah. All. Uh, I've been telling people it's not scary. People said they were scared to see it. It's not scary. It's not scary. It's very fun. It was funny because Caleb saw it like a few days before me uh, or maybe like a week before me. No, I saw it. You saw it on Saturday. I saw it the Thursday. But like we were hanging out and I was like, oh, I'm really scared to see this movie. And he would go, I'll talk to you after you see it, man. <laughs> like <laughs> He didn't spoil it for me in any way, which I really appreciate. If I really like a movie, I won't say uh, anything. Uh, like I remember I had to uh, sleep on Step Brothers so long for people. <laughs> just like, you just got to see that. You just got to see it. Just gotta see a doc. Then now that the world has seen Step Brothers, I get to quote it constantly. I still have not seen it. You know that, right? Wow, <laughs> we're gonna watch it right. You now. You have said this to me for like years, and we never have ever watched it together. Damn, man. Um, but yeah, so that's us, uh, and that's the show for this week. Uh, next week, we're gonna be talking about question mark Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Yeah, I'm gonna finally see Step Brothers. The uh, rise of Adam Scott. It'll be something. It'll be some movie. Like, stop fucking hassling me so much. Like, dude, just fucking whatever, dog. You're hassled. All right, that's the show. Goodbye. Goodbye, I love you.